Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Hello, just before you listen to this episode, two things to be aware of. One, we do talk about some very challenging topics, so please listen with care. Suicide, mental health, depression all come up. Also, on a second note, I have done a very poor editing job of trying to erase the name of the school that Ben used to attend. It does not make any difference to his life. It's not relevant to his journey and story. So apologies if it doesn't sound very clean and precise. I'm not a podcasting editor. I have done my best to remove that information. Alrighty, listen with care guys. And as always, please reach out if you need support. We are back for another episode. This time I'm in the city. I don't think I've actually come into the city yet to record and I'm very excited to have Ben Flynn with me and we are in what feels like some sort of underground cool alternative bar um, club location but it's actually an institute for people who are creative. It's going against the government kind of schooling system. I'm going to let Ben describe it a little bit more but Welcome, Ben. Thank you so much for coming on. That's okay. Um, yeah, idea is like a, a school going against the government kind of schooling method. Fantastic. So it's more entrepreneurial yeah. and designed around what you want to do. Love it. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to um, just let people know, I don't know you yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know you a bit more over this conversation. But essentially, your mum listened to an episode that I did with Tyler the Great, the fantastic, amazing, legendary um, Tyler. And that kind of inspired her to reach out because you have had quite a turbulent time at school and in life, and we're gonna share that. And then you seem to, I mean, just I've known you for now 10 minutes, but you seem to have found a way to really turn your life around, um, channel your energy into a really positive way and, um, yeah, get out of a really dark and challenging, depressing period. So let's not start there because I don't like to start in a negative. But if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, kind of give us if, like, I don't know you, but for anyone listening, what represents you? What are you about? And what makes Ben Ben? I I go to the gym a lot. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a creative person. Yeah. I like to draw. I like to do a lot of arts yep and just yeah that's let's about it. set the scene have you got brothers sisters yeah I've got yep. a brother he's 19 okay are you similar would you say not really no kind I'm... of but <laughs> not really I'm not similar to um, my sisters uh, so you're 16 your brother's 19 lived in Perth your whole life yeah yep and fair to say you went to quite a established well-to-do private school yeah is that right so start at uh, year one Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah what's your little baby? Yeah, that's a year oh, eight. Okay, so for you, was was it fine the whole time? It was Tell fine. me about your journey. It was fine until like year six. Okay. And then after that, it just got pretty rough. Mm. It was nothing to do with the school, it was just, it wasn't really the people either, it's more just 
the structure of it. Mm. It just didn't suit me. I heard a a really fascinating quote last. I did a business breakfast a couple of weeks ago and it was around um, children and education and mental health. And I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but you go into year, you go into the sixth form at... um, secondary school in year seven is that right yeah yeah and in year six in year six okay interesting you say that it sort of changed your experience changed year six because they said that primary school teachers love students yeah love kids secondary school uh teachers love subjects yeah so you go from a place of nurturing interest compassion teachers really loving feeling like you're being loved by the teachers too and it's no fault of the teachers but it's just that their focus shifts from they don't love the kids as much as they love the subject that they're specializing in and I had never really put two and two together but it's quite a scary transition if you're feeding off and really um, nurtured by a beautiful teacher who's giving you the attention and you the the kind of um, all the love at school to then they, their focus shifts to them, the subject. It can be probably quite challenging. Um, so you say it wasn't the school. What started to happen at, at around year six? That um... It was more the pressure and just, yeah, I guess the teachers didn't really focus on you. They were yeah. more focused on subject and teaching you it. Yeah. And it was, it just didn't suit me at all. Yeah. I have to, I don't want to, I don't barely know you and I, every person is different, but I, I can resonate in that I found the pressure at school. I went to an all-girls private school. Yeah. Um, the focus on having to excel and be the best in subjects that I found very challenging, being dyslexic, uh, probably contributed a lot to my mental health issues and my illness with anorexia and things. So yeah. I do believe that the private school, very structured um, established, pressured situation can be fantastic for certain individuals, but you and probably myself are an example of we're not suited to that framework. Yeah, um, and you're forced to do a sport. You yes. have to do a sport. I'm, I'm not complaining about that, but it's just for some people, they would be very scared and nervous about that. Yeah. I don't think you should ever force anyone in any aspect of life to do something that doesn't align with who they are authentically. I do believe that every person has sometimes just one or two, but sometimes many interests and offerings. So I don't see, I can see where they're coming from in, in forcing people to do a bit of everything. But I think you need to also reach a stage, probably year eight, nine, 10, where you can, just follow your passions and um, learn to be authentic. And, yeah, not everybody, not everyone's going to benefit or gain value from doing a sport, just like not everyone's going to gain value from doing maths if they're really terrible at, yeah. at maths. Um, I can see both sides of that argument, um, but I do feel like there's so much prescription at, um, at schools to fit a certain mould and it's a system that has been around for kind of ever like the the what's interesting about this place and we'll touch on it a little bit is that it's a different way of doing things and I've actually also another sort of not a quote but an interesting comparison is if you take the mobile phone 
it used to be attached to a wall. Like it never even used to be mobile. It just used to be a telephone. And then it was a telephone with one game on it, Snake. You probably don't even know what I'm talking about. You're too young. And now it's like we do everything on our phone. So that's progressed in the last 200 years. If you take a car, it used to have like these huge, massive wooden wheels and then like one massive um, just steering stick in the middle and could seat kind of four people max, blah, blah, blah. And now we've got cars that drive themselves. And yet you take the school system from the exact time when a phone was attached to a wall and a car had wooden wheels and where we, the way we're taught in a school, in a classroom, hasn't changed. No. We're still sat in rows looking at a teacher dictating to us with a board. Okay, the board might be electric, not chalk. I, I went to a school where we had chalk boards and ink pens still. I but it. Yeah. Um, but education hasn't seemed to have de- uh, developed and advanced at the pace of all other things in life. So I think, um, yeah. It's it's this where you're at here is seems to be shaking things up, which is yeah, fantastic. I love it. Going back to when you were at school in year six, how did issues start to present? So you said you felt like things were um, took a turn for the worse. How did that present and show up for you in your life? I just wouldn't go to school at all. Or when I did go, I was just unhappy. Yeah. Okay. And then by year seven. I just would leave or I just wouldn't go and then we were planning on moving and my teacher also told me I should move but and she was very nice but then year eight I went halfway through didn't go for six months and I just left. So what would you do when you say you didn't go where would you go in your day? Would you I would just, just stay home. Yeah right. Okay. Do nothing just sit in bed all day. And mentally presumably you weren't happy could you recognize what you were feeling did you know that did you feel numb did you feel just depressed did you feel scared did you feel anxious depressed depressed yeah yeah um presumably your your parents you got both parents yeah Yeah, presumably they were desperately trying to get you and encourage you to could you explain to them at the time or you just felt overwhelmed yeah i just felt overwhelmed i didn't even know what was going on yeah i just couldn't get out of bed yeah um, I'm so sorry that you went through that. That's that's awful. Um, I mean, lovely that you're sat in front of me now and you've kind of come through that. Yeah. Um, just staying on that a little bit, did you seek medical attention for mm. that kind of depression? And we tried to. We went to the doctor and he told me to man up and go to school. Gosh. So okay. then he prescribed me antidepressants and then nothing changed. Right. Gosh, that's um, that's pretty poor, that's, yeah. to put it lightly. Mm. Wow. And so you'd been sort of in bed, demotivated, depressed for, I presume, months before you went to the doctors and then mm. that was the response. Yeah. Gosh. And then we got a psych and then it got a little bit better. Yeah. Did you have any support at school? And I'm not blaming at all because I'm sure... Um, all schools struggle with this, but was there a group? Was there a kind of boys club that you could join around mental health? Was there anything that was set up for you at school where you felt you had that support around you with your peers and Yeah, I had, um, well, the, the head of middle school, mm-hmm. she would, well, not the head of, she was a deputy. Yep. She 
would put things in place for me. She would say, oh, you can come for half of the day. Yeah. Or I can come pick you up and you can come with me. Yeah. Or she would, um, because I got very stressed out about camp, leaving home. Right, okay. And I, I just would leave camp, even if it's like five hours away, my parents would have to come pick me up. Yeah. Because okay. I would be so just freaking out. Yeah. And then she said, oh, you can, you don't have to go to camp or your parents can come down and like stay with you. Yeah. Or something. And she was doing that. And I'm still friends with one of my friends from Scotch now still. And he's been my best friend for since like year three. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So important, isn't it, to have those people that you know you can rely on and, yeah. and that can support you. And I think it's important if you don't have that if you don't have a sense of community or belonging is to really seek it out which can be very challenging when you're in a low head space or a you know negative mindset or have full-blown depression um personally coming here to a foreign country i knew nobody and joining sports clubs i was telling you before my love of sport was was so important for my well-being my mental health and my sense of community and belonging so I've said it a lot on other podcasts, but when people are struggling or suffering with um, their mental health or a condition or addiction or behaviour trait that's unhealthy, quite often we want to fix that behaviour and we want to focus on the problem in order to try and then solve it. My approach is always to try and gently steer people away from it, not ignore it, acknowledge it, but put the focus onto something that's going to be a positive influence in life. So if you have depression, okay, acknowledge it, but then what group can I join or what friend can I spend time with or what new hobby can I try or, you know, what experience can I have? So then your energy goes to something that's going to add value to your life rather than be caught up in the kind of ever-rolling ball of kind of anxiety and depression. and Because... I mean, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but was that your experience that the longer you spent in bed or the longer you spent kind of depressed, that the more you felt absorbed by it and crushed yeah, by it? Yeah, the worse it got. It got much worse. Yeah, okay. I, it's hard to push yourself to get out, but the more you stay, yeah. it gets way harder. Yeah, tiny steps, yeah. little steps. Are you proud of yourself right now? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, you're saying that with a lovely smile. Good, yeah. because you should be, because it's to have this conversation from, and I don't think we acknowledge it enough. I know we've jumped forward to the present, but and we've missed out the middle bit, which we'll get to. But if you are at a point where you are better mentally or physically or, in your, you know, you're in a better place than you were even a year ago or two years ago, if you've progressed, that's a massive source of pride. So you should be yeah. very proud of yourself because I'm sure there was times where you're lying in bed there where you probably wanted to end it all mm. and um, you didn't. And here we are having yeah. a chat and we're about to um, talk about your brand and, and talk about how you've you've turned it around. So just before we get on to um, your brand, what... Uh, do you think helped you to take the steps to get to the point where you are here? Because I think this is important for anyone listening who's struggling or who knows someone who's struggling. Um, yeah, what do you think helped you? I think, like, just taking the stress away. Yeah. And just, yeah, working 
on little steps to get yourself out of it. Yeah. Because you think staying around in bed or hanging around the wrong people and doing all this bad stuff, that's going to help, but it doesn't. Yeah. It makes it much worse. So you identified the main stresses, which was for you, what were they? There were school. School, yeah. And just like, that's about it, school. It sounds like the expectation on you, just yeah. in general, like what was expected from you as an individual in life um, potentially could have just been a stress like the, yeah. the, I do find at private school and I'm think I'm talking from personal experience and I might be a bit generalized here but I feel like there's this general notion that you are never enough yeah definitely that even if you achieve your best ATAR score and you're representing the school at sport and you've done all the extracurricular activities you've ticked all the boxes somehow it's still there's still room for improvement yeah and I think that is immensely dangerous because if you're never enough, then you're always going to feel like you're falling short, which translates as I am a failure. Yeah. And then that the pressure of feeling like a failure and waking up every day feeling like you're not enough is just so toxic. Yeah, my friend, he's got a 97.5% ATAR right now, predicted ATAR, Whoa. and they still push him to do more. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. It's a real issue I think in society at large I think it's uh, the way that human beings are kind of conditioned um, I mean I'm not going to get into it in a great detail but it's so complex because even the way we're marketed objects or in the beauty industry or clothes um, and we might come on to this with your with your label but it often is you need this to complete you you need an eyelash lift and tint not yeah. not that that's something you've ever thought about because you probably haven't been marketed it but you need these uh, I don't know trainers because otherwise you're not cool enough or you need this new jacket because you're not this and it's like I wish we could be marketed things as a way that this could enhance your life this could yeah. make you happy this could empower you not you're not enough therefore you need my product it's a very different kind of approach and I think that's true of life at large is that you need to be better because at the moment you're not you're you're not enough and if we can get to a point of every single person feeling like they are enough then all those stresses just float away that's that's the point of life I think is to find what makes you truly happy be true to yourself and reach a point of contentment within your sense of self-worth um so you made the decision to leave was that a very challenging one yeah it was yeah because I didn't know anyone else from any other schools yeah and it was I've been there since year one so was there a sense of guilt that you'd let your parents down or you'd yeah 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 um so you made that decision I presume it took many months to make that decision yeah then what were you? What was the plan? Did you have a plan, or was it just take the pressure off and try and get myself in a better headspace first? Yeah, pretty much. I well, we moved to John Twenty Third. Okay. And is that just? Um, I'm not sure of that school. Is that a similar kind of setup? Private. Yeah, it's a private, private. school, but it's co-ed. Okay. And it's it's a Catholic school. Okay. That was a very good school. They yeah. helped a lot. 
but it's still school environment just didn't suit me. Yeah. Do you have um, any difficulties in learning? I'm dyslexic. I've got, um, I don't think I'm ADHD, but um, some people have suggested that I might be. But just in terms of, was it the pressure that was just not good for you? Or did you find the learning itself also challenging? ADD. Okay. Well, ADHD, same kind of thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's, I have that, that's about it. And then... Um, did that come about, did you know that before you started to have depressive episodes or I was that, that... Around the same time. Around the same time. So you got a diagnosis. Did they, did I say they, the medical system, did they help you? Are you medicated? I was, but I'm not anymore. Okay. Interesting. It just, it didn't help because it kind of made it worse because I would get jittery, yeah, shaky, okay. and I wouldn't eat. Gosh. I would eat. Which like, you need to do as a teenage kid, yeah. a teenage boy, that's, you need to I eat I would go most. like the whole day without eating and then just eat dinner and then that would be like that the whole week. Gosh, you probably lost weight then, hey? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And then I went off the stimulant ones and went on to another one and it just did not help. Yeah. So now, no medication? I am on antidepressants. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Um, great. That's good. It's yeah. good. They're, they're really good. To, I was on antidepressants for over a decade. And yeah. it really helped just to regulate and stabilise and get to a point, because we mentioned it before, when you are depressed, that is, it's, it's almost cruel because that is the time when you most need to make steps towards progress but that is the time when you're so weighted down by life that you can't it's kind of catch-22 um you're too you're too disarmed to be able to do anything you don't have any strength and yet you need that's the time when you need to start making the changes so um antidepressants can be a really good way to just just it's like a, a lifeguard a life raft or a um yeah just an extra helping hand I think there's a lot of stigma sometimes for people around taking medication needing it and talking about how you feel yeah yeah I think it's one of the bravest things people can do and I'm very grateful for this conversation in talking about feelings because being a human being I believe is being a human feeling like you're not really living if you're not feeling so yeah why why are we sort of feel shame around talking about feelings I, I've I struggled to understand I think yeah it's, it doesn't make any sense it's powerful and, and, and brave and, and beautiful and a way to connect as well so yeah. um, so thank you for sharing that and I'm glad that you're um, you've got the antidepressants there just as a life raft just to get you over the it kind of sets the foundation to then start to make positive changes which we are, we'll get to now, which is exactly what's happened. So, yeah. you left school. How long were you sort of not at school at John 23rd and then you... It was the whole first term, pretty much. I went for, like, maybe three, four weeks okay. of term yeah. one this year. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I'm yeah. not going anymore. Same and I situation. stayed home for two weeks and then my parents were like, yeah, you're not going to go back again, are you? Okay. And I was like, no. Nah. So I just stayed in bed for another, like, two months or so. Did you do it just lie there? Pretty much. I Actually, no. This is when I was starting the clothing ran. Okay. So that's when it first started. So you're kind of, like, bubbling up with this idea of, I don't want to go to school. 
I, I, I do want to make something of my life. I don't want to end my life. I know we've brushed over it, but there were certainly times where you considered yeah, ending your life, which is um, obviously the, the most horrific place you can get to. Yeah. But through the last few months, there's been kind of bubblings up of this idea and this concept, which is basically your authentic self coming up to the surface. Now that the pressure and the stress of the expectation of you and school has been lifted, there's room and there's space for your true creative little bubbles to come up. Um, and so you started toying with this idea of your clothing brand. So yeah. tell us about it. This is this is your time to talk about your baby and your, your passion. So I first started it when I went on a, a boys trip with all my friends and the dads. Yeah. And then I left early, came home, had a really bad night, ended up in hospital, and then... Did you, do you want to expand on that? Yeah, well, I tried to end my life. Right. And then I came home the next morning, and it was the saddest time of my life. Yeah. And then... Were you, did you feel like somehow the boys' trip was too much? You felt no, you didn't it wasn't be, that. It was just a whole build-up of the school yeah. and I was on antipsychotics right. to help with the antidepressant to work yeah. but it did not help and it just made me like almost uncomfortable in myself. I couldn't yeah. sit still yeah. or anything so it just drew me insane. Yeah okay gosh. And then it I'm was so sorry that's really scary. Yeah. Wow. And then yeah I just had nothing to do with my life at the time so I just thought, why don't I start this? Help other people as well. So what's the premise of your brand? What do you want it to do? How do you want it to impact others in a positive way? Because I can see that it's not just yeah, a T-shirt. To try <laughs> get people to speak out about how they feel okay. instead of holding it all in. Yeah, and and I know that we're kind of still probably in the building phase of, yeah. of, your, of your brand, but um, what's it called? One Life. One life, okay. Um, and what would you expect from the brand? So is it t-shirts? Is it hoodies? Is it clothing? What is it right on now, everything? We've got t-shirts, jumpers coming, and beanies as well. Yeah. Have you seen my wrist? <laughs> <laughs> For those that haven't seen my wrist, because it is a podcast, um, I have one life written as a tattoo on my on my wrist, and I've only just realized and I've got goosebumps. <laughs> Um, woo, that's a bit scary. Yeah. Although mine is spelled properly, yours yeah. has got what? L Y F. L L. Wait, L Y F. Okay, just so it's a bit more contemporary and cool. And, yeah, yeah, edgy. <laughs> my my one life tattoo wouldn't wouldn't cut it. Wouldn't be cool enough. Um, I love that. And I the reason I've got one life tattooed on my wrist is because I, you have one life. Exactly. I'm sure this is where it comes from. You have yeah. one life. You've got to make the most of it. You've got to live authentically. You've got to grasp it and, and make, make yeah. what you can of every day. And yeah, that's really powerful. So do you hope that we, I mean, we're having like a business brainstorming now, but do you think that there will be events that you'll want to be speaking about your experience and then the merch and the brand and the, um, the label will kind of just be... A symbol for really the message that you have or you haven't yeah I haven't really thought about it just yet but 
that could be a really good idea. Like mm. going to events, speaking about it. Yeah. I was thinking about that in the future once it gets a bit more popular. Yeah. Speak about my experience. Yeah. There's, if there's a piece of advice I can give you and anyone that's listening is that the best way to sell or connect, because selling essentially comes from a deep connection with an object or a person, is to tell a story. And One Life, spell L-F-E, in itself is cool, but the fact that you have a story behind it... Oh, L-Y-F, I'm sorry. Just like saying you didn't even correct me. Um, um, One Life, in itself, cool. But the fact that you have the story and the the reason why it's come about is because you, you nearly took your life and is so powerful that that needs to be shared. That needs yeah. to be shared in your marketing, in your story, in your branding, in your... Um, in your message, um, the yeah. clothes I'm sure will be really cool, and people will want to wear them because they. Now. Oh, have you? Oh, da da da! Grand reveal. Your brain is full. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! And he's got a tea. I wish this was being recorded. So there's a instead of a head, there's a camera, um, holding a kind of sign. Your brain is full. One life. That's epic. That's so cool. Um, amazing. Yeah, I could, that gives me very much skateboarding vibes as well. Yeah. I know that you you do like to do you like to skateboard? I a used bit? to, but not really. I'm going for that kind of yeah. theme though, like yeah. streetwear kind of streetwear vibe. I love it. So, how long now have you been working on this? I keep it's, calling it a brand. You keep calling it a label. Sorry. Yeah. You prefer label? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, label. Yeah. It's um about four months. It's been. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, three or four months. Yep. Um, and do you know anyone else that has this sort of message or that has tried to create this concept? Not really. no. no, no. I think I it's... I haven't heard of it. I mean, I'm, my, my brain is just like, bing, 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 all these ideas. But in terms of a, a conversation starter... And having a brand, having a, a, a label, having a t-shirt, having a recognisable thing, and a fellow man, similar age, like, it's so powerful because it's, someone will go, oh, mate, you're wearing, you know, it's, it's a subtle way of going, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in sharing my feelings, I'm confident. Yeah. And so to get that message across is going to be, well, I think the word will spread itself, um, but in terms of a way to connect with other people is so important. And um, I'm really excited, yeah. actually. That's what I would love to get to, like someone walking around the street and then you'd see them and be like, oh, he's expressing. Yeah. Like he's actually, because I want people to speak about, instead of bottling it all up and yeah. getting to a breaking point, actually speak out. I had an idea when we were talking about Scotch and it, when I asked the question, was there any support groups or anything? I don't know if this happens, and I don't want to throw Scotch College under the bridge. I will be uh, under the bus. I will be c- contacting them after this conversation. But I feel like a men's chat group. Like, girls, we t- we meet up all the time, and we yeah. just talk about, I don't know what, absolute rubbish, but we'll chat over doing makeup. I don't, particularly. I'm not a girly girl, but... Um, for guys to come together and just do like a one life circle or one life chat and meet at the beach and there, there's other organizations that do there's man up 
which came to mind when you said about your doctor telling you to man up. I was like, ooh, not a great name. But um, there's man up. There's also um, cold nips. And now they do chilly willies, I think it's called. So it's just for men. So men go down to the beach of of a morning and they all meet up and they jump in the ocean when it's super duper cold. So there's definitely movements happening. And I have no doubt that you're going to become one of the next wave of of young men that will create a safe space for guys to to chat and, and open up. And even going around schools and um, talking about your experience. Um, it's early days. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm your business ma- manager, kind of branding. Um, yeah, maybe ambassador. Maybe I need to just chill out a bit with my passion. But um, I'm very excited by this. So you came to... After you started on this this idea of this um, label, how did we end up here? How did we end up in this room? And We saw an advertisement in year 10 last year. Okay. And I was going to move last year, but my parents said, like, stick through to year 11. You have to choose what you want to do. It'll be better. So were you still at John 23rd? Yeah. So you, you were there a couple of weeks, and then you left, and then you went back? Yeah. No, 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 this was this year, I was there a couple of weeks. Okay. And then last year, I, it was the same thing, I wasn't going, I didn't like it. Okay. And the school was trying to help with that, but they just couldn't. Yeah. There was no way. And then my parents were like, oh, do you want to move? And we filled in the form to come for an interview yeah. and everything. And then my dad cancelled it and was like, oh, it's almost year 11. Where was this to? This was to here. To here, right. And I... He cancelled it and said, like, year 11 will be different. Like, you get to choose what you want to do, which is a fair statement, but it wasn't at all for me. So I just told my dad, let's fill in the form again. And we so your dad interview. wanted you to stick with a conventional route, just yeah. really kind of, which is fair, fair play. Like, yeah. parents in general, I hope, I assume, parents just want the best for their kids, yeah. but they are informed by their upbringing. And my dad, for instance, this is a bit off topic, but he really wanted each of me and my sisters to buy a house. And because he's a retired estate agent, that's what he did as a, a sign of success. His parents before him bought a house and that was a sign of success. And so for him, that signified, you've made it, you're an adult. Yeah. You've kind of... but. It's funny, it's, I remember distinctly having a conversation with him saying, it's, but that for you is a sign of success. For me, doesn't, I don't need that. Like it's, yeah, exactly. So your dad, I'm sure, was just going from what the information he had at hand as a way to inform you know, his, his way of trying to help you the best. And that was probably, did he go to a private all boys? Yeah. Yeah. Did. So parents tend to repeat. Yeah. So I guess a little message for any parents listening. Um, just because you did it a certain way doesn't mean that's the best way for yep. your child, um, which is hard to hear and hard to accept. But, um, yeah, there are other ways to go about approaching life than what has happened times before, which yeah. is, yeah. So you got the interview, you got the you got into the door, and they said, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I just came here, and they were like, oh, you're a perfect fit. Yeah, fantastic. And I, they said, oh, you can start next term. So I started this term. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And so you come every day? Every day, yeah. Yeah. You come with a spring in your step and a yeah, smile on your face. Yeah, actually and get out of bed. And do, you, do you have moments of reflection of, oh my gosh, like yeah, how am I'll I here? Yeah, I wake up in the morning 
jump in the shower and I'll be like, yeah, I actually want to go to school yeah. this time. It's incredible, isn't it, that if we just remove, I mean, it's easier said than done, but if we remove one overriding stress, it can free us up completely, whether that's a toxic relationship, a terrible workplace, a school, um, a location that you live. So I think if there's one message from this whole conversation, it's can you find out what the thing is that's causing you all the stress and then find a way to remove that from your life and free yourself. I just have this vision of you like actually being like trapped under a boulder, like the weight of the, the pressure of your schooling and just the expectations that were put on you. Um, but I'm sure anyone that's st- struggling with depression, anxiety, negative mental health, is there's, there'll be a thing that, like, is a, that is that boulder that represents the boulder that can hopefully be shifted or moved or walk yeah. away from because you're living proof that you can have like a, like wings like a sense of freedom and yeah it's amazing yeah. um going back to your label because i just had the look uh, the vision of your t-shirt design are you still at the phase of um creating designs have you got a theme i have a few designs can you talk us through some of those most of them they're like based around like, one of them is called When Life Crushes You. A what? When like, literally what I've just you. described. Like a, like a boulder. Yeah, like crushing. a guy squeezing it. Oof. And it says One Life and he's squeezing it. Oh, gosh. And then, yeah. So, so your like images around. are going to be more depicting the, the struggle rather yeah. than... Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that will progress as you go through your own journey away from the struggle. I, I reckon the images um, and the logos will become brighter, more yeah. freeing, more... Um, maybe like, um, and again, just throwing ideas out there, <laughs> business meeting, but maybe like a collection. A bit like um, Ed Sheeran, his albums are um, numbered and they're a, a portion of his, like represent his moments in time. Um, I think they're his ages actually. Um, you could have like your first collection could be representative of the crush, the, the yeah. struggle, the dark. And then the next one could be like you're entering into kind of the grey zone. And then the next one and then your last one, a bit like Supreme, how they have so few, you know, the, the label Supreme. Yeah. They have so few editions. You could literally just do a 10 edition run and then that's it. And you reach the one of like enlightenment at the end, which yeah. is like the brightest. Maybe it's just a black, white tea. Yeah. Because there's nothing that needs to be expressed or put on there. Just a thought. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, have a co- have a collection. Um, I did. I don't know if you had this as an idea, but um, I did do um, textiles and design and art um, into year twelve, and it's always good. And I'm an artist now, obviously, to have a collection so people can have their. It's called a capsule collection in in fashion. And then that kind of rounds it off. So every single brand, every single label, Hawk Couture, Fashion House, will have a seasonal collection. So Alexander McQueen, um, rest his soul, most incredible designer of all time. He, um, his, I just went and saw his um, works in Melbourne in the NGV, or National Gallery, Victoria, yes, NGV. His collections were very standalone, very unique, very um, 
obviously part of a show, each individual. So if you had that, you could have your crushing series, you could have your freedom, you could have your breakout, you could, whatever. Yeah. Um, was that where you were thinking or not so yeah, much at the moment? Good. Yeah, okay. I probably need to say this chat until afterwards. I feel invested now, like I want to be like a co-designer or something. So are you doing everything? Are you taking on all of the business side, the designer side? Have you got anyone helping you? What's My mum's helping a little bit, yeah. Yeah. And then my dad's school friend. Okay. He is also had many clothing brands and he is pretty much just guiding me through it. Awesome. Giving manufacturers... Oh, okay. So there's me going off on a tangent about the designs. You've probably got all your your crew, your people helping you. So so that's really good. So are the t-shirts and the clothes out in production or at least they are? They're selling now. Okay. Online in shops? Yeah. Have you gone to uh, some any shops to get them out? I haven't yet, no. No. But I was planning on it. Yeah. I reckon um, some of the skate shops for sure. Yeah. That would be awesome. Fantastic. Amazing. Well, we've covered a lot. We've yeah. gone, we've definitely gone from um, oof, a very dark place and hopefully we've ended on a, on a positive. Is there anything that, more that you want to say in terms of maybe if you go back to your former self that night that you ended in hospital and, um, you know, trying to end it all, is there anything you can say to that? version of yourself then from a place where you're sat now that could help if someone else is in that same position yeah well there's always a way up I guess mm-hmm. you can always get better yeah and it will get better yeah and you're living proof of that yeah fantastic thank you so much Ben that's been brilliant thank you um do you want to give a little plug where we can buy your merch yeah. your onelifeclothing.com onelifeclothing.com spelt O-E-N-E-L-Y-F. O-E-N-E. O-N-E. Oh, God, gotcha. Let's get this right. O-N-E-L-Y-F dot com. No, clothing dot com. Oh, my gosh. I'll put the link in the bio, guys. I'll put it in the at the end. Um, wonderful. Anything else? No? no? That's about it. Thank you so, so Thank much you so for much. your time. And um, we have been recording in the idea... Um, hub kind of in the city so all that background noise hopefully isn't too loud you've reached the end anyway guys so um, yeah that's just everybody getting creative and busy around us I am so inspired from this conversation and I think you're absolutely incredible and genuinely wholeheartedly you should be immensely proud of yourself so well done and thank thank you you so much and have no doubt we'll remain in touch and I'll be your annoying branding manager designer on board you never know maybe i could hire you in the future do a little collab well i do have the tattoo so yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm already part of it awesome Alrighty, guys um please take care out there i hope if this conversation has in any way been um triggering for you i hope that you have the support if you don't please reach out as always i will put links to appropriate um charities and organizations that can help you in this episode and um take care bye